Hello, my name is Wendy Holden. Welcome to my podcast. Today's podcast is a short one about my latest novel, which is called The Cruelty of Beauty. That's an unusual colour, I told my antiques dealer friend when she showed me a collection of yellow-green glass that she had displayed in a special cabinet in her dining room. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. Leaning in for a closer look, I admired a vase with tendrils of ivy twisting up its delicate stem and a large bowl that featured a reclining nude in relief. There was a wafer-thin platter engraved with acanthus and a set of champagne glasses. An intricate trinket box stood next to a water jug and a pair of tall candlesticks stood sentinel either side. My friend smiled. Wait until you see what else is unusual about it, she replied. Without saying another word, she drew the curtains to plunge the room into darkness and then reached down to flick a switch on the wall. A strange blue light came on inside the cabinet and I gasped as the yellow-green glass suddenly leapt to life, glowing so luminously that it looked ethereal. Wow, how does it do that? I asked, impressed, staring into the incandescence. It's called uranium or Vaseline glass, she said. It's the chemistry of the uranium that makes the photons in it fluoresce under UV light. I took a step back and frowned. Wait, uranium, as in radioactive u- uranium? All I could think of was what I'd read about uranium for weapons and as a fuel. Thoughts of isotopes and nuclear reactors immediately sprang to mind. So, is it dangerous? Well, only if it breaks, I suppose, or probably for those who make it, my friend replied, shrugging. All I know is that the ingredients in this toxic heavy metal we all fear makes the most stunning glass, and I can't wait to collect some more. I had to agree with her. But as I left her house that day, a seed had been planted in my writer's imagination, the nucleus of a yellow-green flower that would blossom into my next novel, The Cruelty of Beauty. What if I created a glassmaker as a central character, a young woman who worked with uranium glass yet didn't fully appreciate how dangerous it could be? The more I thought about it, the more the seed germinated into a fully grown bloom, My research led me to Bohemia and the history of its most famous glassmaker, Joseph Rydell, generally attributed with popularising the mystical glass in the 1830s. Back then, uranium, first discovered in 1789 and named after the planet Uranus, was thought of as just another mineral that could be used to colour glass, taking its place alongside cobalt, manganese, cadmium and gold. Its popularity for decanters and goblets put it firmly on the world map and the technique eventually migrated to the United States where it was called Vaseline glass after the brand of the popular petroleum jelly as it resembled the yellowy-green product. Plotting my story, I decided to set the first part in pre-revolution Czechoslovakia, a country I had long been fascinated with and already knew quite well. I'd first come into contact with Czechs through my father, who helped a family escape from the Stalinist regime when I was a child. They became a familiar presence in our lives, with their gifts of delicate biscuits, 
jars of pickled mushrooms and the shock of seeing a live carp swimming in their bath every Christmas. Since then, I have had several books published in the Czech Republic and have visited many times, touring all over the country to research the backgrounds of some of the Holocaust survivors I have written about, so I was entirely comfortable making that the setting for some of my novel. By relocating the central characters halfway through the plot to the wild coastline of North Norfolk, not far from my home in England, I was able to combine descriptions of two places that I loved. Having lived in Suffolk for the past 23 years, I have explored much of East Anglia and am fortunate enough to have holidays in a pretty little cottage on the Norfolk coast, not far from where my storyline takes the reader. My three main characters of Katerina, Lukash and Ben then sprang at me out of nowhere, almost as if they too had been activated in my mind by a UV light. The more I wrote, the more complex and sinister their relationships became. At times it felt as if I was reading the story for the first time as my fingers flew across the keyboard and the words unfolded on the screen. By the time I had written The End and all the final edits had been done, I felt almost bereft. Visiting my antiques dealer friend once more, with whom I'd already shared much of the story, I asked to spend some time alone with her collection of uranium glass as a kind of fond farewell. Knowing how powerfully that chance encounter with her unusual collection had impacted on my life, she gave me the space to reflect and marvel once more. As I was leaving, she handed me a small package wrapped in newspaper. Something to remember Katerina by, she told me with a smile. Puzzled, I unfurled an exquisite Art Deco uranium glass figurine of a young woman leaning forward as into the wind, her caped dress fanning out behind her like wings, as if she is about to fly.